Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm going to try to pronounce Sarah's name right. Sarah Gerardo. Pretty close, Gerardo. <laughs> Gerardo, damn it, every time. Very I, close. <laughs> close enough, I guess. How's yeah. it going, Sarah? It's great. How's it going with you? Good. Um, so right before this, we were talking about, we were just, we started kind of jamming about what's been the forefront of my world for the last six months, and a lot of your world as well. Which is, you know, artificial intelligence, how it affects people in the trades, if they're using it, if they're not using it. And let's just open this up and talk about, you know, the importance of this and how it's really not like the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think there's always fear in the new, right? And as a marketer, it's always for on top of my mind is, okay, well, how do I change the consumer behavior? Because that's what marketing is and advertising is. It's how do we change that? And with generative AI, it's not that I think the fear is in people losing their jobs. I think the fear is in, you know, automation and AI taking over and being out of control. Well, you know, not everything is in our control. And so I think that we have to remove the fear and understand the evolution, the revolution that's actually happening at this exact moment and seize the opportunities because there's just there's why not is basically it like why not the only reason i could give you is that you know we do know a lot of people that are doing you know let's just say one to two let's say two to five million even and and it's hard to run a business at two to five million especially if you're getting from two to five or even five to ten and just keep you get to keep iterating it up but it, I think a lot of, and I'm just taking a stab in the dark with people that I've talked to, they're just, they're busy. Like they don't have time to learn something new. And I just don't think they really have the patience. And I don't also believe, I also don't believe that they really understand that if you don't get on top of this right now, you're going to be shit out of luck before long. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not that in the trades are, like I said before, they are slow to adopt innovation. And it's because we have a lot of processes and documents and we over document and we over process, which is great. Like I believe in systems and processes because they work, but those systems and processes can be created faster. And so that's the opportunity. It's how do I create that CSR script? How do I create that marketing campaign? And then the memo that goes out, the email, the direct mail, all of that faster and while it might not be perfect because content isn't perfection, it is something that we didn't have to put like time in and time is money. 
And so I think that's really the importance to to realize in our businesses, we are always wanting to become more automated and efficient because otherwise we're just working in a truck. That's right. A hundred percent. By the way, we should probably have you introduce yourself. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Totally fine. (laughs) I'm Sarah Gerardo, Senior Marketing Operations Manager at Service Titan, Director of Lady Titans of Free Women's Empowerment Group. I've been in the trades for about eight years, and before that, I was a uh, I ran a call center for 177 retail alcohol stores, and yeah, so you did very, I did, yeah, most definitely, and I sold rare whiskey. How about that? So you had 176 people in the call center. Was that what no, you said? I had 177 stores. So that's just the managers that I had to work with, and then the people in the stores that you know, customer services goes to all levels. So Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. How about yeah. that? So I also don't know much about Lady Titans. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So Lady Titans was, it started about three years ago with three women in the trades, just looking for a community for women to grow together, learn together, build relationships and network. And it just took off from there. We have over 1,600 members. Over 200 of them are female business owners. Uh, and we have CSRs, dispatchers, marketers, you name it, like all sorts of allies in the trades. It's just a really great group. And, you know, I'm super excited to be a part of it and honored. And I just want to really, my purpose in life is people. So, my passion is my people is people. And so however they can be heard, known and seen, that is what I do. I just want to help them. I love that. And yeah, pe- people are what, you know, some people piss me off. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but like at deep. the end of the day, people, they help that, you know, the, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just completely got jammed up. But essentially, <laughs> I kind of stuck on the people piss me off thing. But <laughs> I, I really do look when you can help somebody and you can see the light in their eyes. You especially when you're talking about women in the trades. I don't. There I, maybe there are other things out there for them. I don't know of any. And I would argue that they probably do pretty damn well in business. I know. I don't know Cassie and what's her Leslie. yes. I don't know them, but they're maybe they're part of this group as well. Maybe they are. They're part of Women in Pipe and Plumbing. They're part of Women in HVACR. There are lots of women groups out there that we help support, and they are a fierce to be reckoned with. They are wonderful people. So, yeah, it's just exciting to see you know women take a stand, and not because we didn't have a voice. It's just that we now get to showcase our voice and uh, and teach people how to run businesses because we run the business too. So it's just an exciting time to really see, you know, the pro- progression as to where we came from to where we are today. I would imagine that if, I'll just take men, for example, if they have a choice, to call a woman or a man to their house to fix their plumbing or HVAC, whatever it is, my guess is the women do pretty well for that in that case, right? Yeah. And who calls in really? It's the <clears throat> from the house. It's the woman, That's right. and, and they're calling in because you know they were like, "Oh, something's 
wrong, you know, and we have to get it fixed because our jobs are sometimes to be a fixer. And so that's what really you have to understand in just marketing in general. You're not marketing to yourself. You're marketing to probably that person that, or you're marketing to the person that's calling in, which is more than likely well over 50% of the time, a female. 100%. That makes total sense. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's shift back to, I just want to shift for a second to, so how do you guys see how, all right, let me ask you this. How are, I know you personally know a lot more about AI probably than a lot of people. So how do you see this changing things in the trades? How do you see it making things better? Yeah. You know what? Like I, I was on it. Like I've been using AI for many years and, but I've always wanted to make my job more efficient. I wanted to close more tabs that I have open and I wanted to be more productive in the output. Um, And so I think that it's just going to, if the trades really take hold of this, they'll understand that they don't have to work harder. They can work smarter and, and be intelligent and intentional about what we're doing. And also look at the risk and liabilities. You know, there's always those things that are going on in compliance and keeping up with it, it's a hard thing to keep up with. And I understand that, which is why I think there's also that fear. It's like, maybe you're always a day behind when it comes to AI, because there's something else happening. But it's just an opportunity to seize is what I see and and one to monetize on. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Totally. So do you feel like it, do you feel like, you know, I think you, know, you hear people talking about, well, you know, it's gonna, robots are going to replace everybody. I think we're, I think we're a ways away from like robots in the field taking over. Like, I think we're, I don't know, I could be dead ass wrong, but right. I'm pretty sure, I don't think we're going to have mechanical robots going into people's houses anytime soon. And so just to kind of clear that up, like it's nothing to be scared about. There's nothing that you should be scared about with AI. And let me back up really quick. So when you say you've been using AI, is it safe to assume like Jasper would be an example of that? Writer. I've used Writer. I've used Jasper. A lot of the tools already have AI built in. And so, yeah, most definitely I've been using You would not want to know the different tools that I use because it's insane. I, t- I test everything. And like I said, I've always wanted to make my job more efficient and productive and not have to sit there and have 50 tabs open to produce one campaign or one idea or one script. I just, yeah, I just think that, you know, anything to make my life easier. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I have ADHD. A lot of the people we work with have ADHD, right? And you probably, you may, I I was going to say, because the 50 tabs, I'm like, yep, she probably has it too. So (laughs) that makes total sense to me. I'm like, yeah, of course, 50 tabs, that makes total sense. But I'll tell you, I've used this 
to kind of harness that. And I, what I mean by that is sometimes, sometimes I can talk to you just completely normal and you're going to understand everything I'm saying. However, could be I might leave out a detail or I skip over something or in my brain, we've talked about part of this and it was just in my brain. And I may just start from the spot that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And so what I've used this for in terms of ADHD is I will, dude, I mean, you can understand what I'm trying to say. If I put in my words and drop it in chat and have it spit out the out- output, everybody's life's easier. My life's easier. Your life's easier. Everybody's life's easier. Is that camera making you drunk? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's going in and out. I should have turned that down. Sorry about that. It's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, does that make sense? It does make sense. And it's, you know, ADHD, it, mental health, just in general, like how can we make our brains less about work and more about living life? And yeah, so I'm always looking for that way of t- t- turning myself off because my brain could go for days. And I, if I allowed it, it would destroy my mental health and I just can't allow it like that. So you're right. This is the way that we communicate is so important. And sometimes what we think we're saying isn't the intention that's been given out. And so having that third party tool to really help us because AI is a tool, you know, it's not like going to do everything for us. It's you are the one that's controlling the input. And the output, when you really think about it, with the words that you give it. So I think that's the important thing to remember is that you're putting things in to get the output that you want. That's right. So let's think about that from, you know, from most of the owners that we deal with. Most of them are in the same boat we are. So think about communication. Imagine now you've got, you look, technicians are by and large have the same thing, Right. So if you've got five to 10 technicians and you've got the owner who's ADHD and all, most of those people have ADHD, you got you could have a real cluster. You know what I mean? So look at it. I like to look at it from a standpoint of if you have clear communication with everybody that they can understand, man, your team is going to work so much easier together. Yeah, most definitely. And I don't think that everyone communicates the same way, right? We have we're all different audio visual depending on our you know our brains and how we digest information so it's like some are more visual so do you have to have an ai generated powerpoint to really explain the situation do you have to have those books that need to be created to leave on the call do you need to have a script for the technician to consistently train on all of these things can be produced with generative ai And it makes us set the tone that's aligned to our vision and our values because that's what we go back to, right? If something is an opportunity, we're like, cool, where in our vision and our values did we miss the step? Because that's what communication is about. We align to the top level and then find the opportunities in the processes and systems to clearly be more effective in our communication. 100%. Yeah, totally. And look, if there's something you don't understand, and this is not just for me, there's things that I haven't understood or things that are really complicated that I would have never understood. And I just reverse engineer it and have it break it down to me like I'm five, right? It's really simple in AI or in chat to do that. And it's super effective to understand complex things, right? I mean, 
I can understand things at a level now. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. I mean, like Google is always is there, right? And we trust Google because of the mirror effect, right? You trust something that you see in frequency. And, you know, again, it, but we input things into Google and we tell the truth what we input. Think about your brands. Think about your website. You created that. And now it's a listing on Google. So you got to take it with for what it's worth. It might not be, not all content is true. That's even on Google. It's it's how you digest it, how you think about it, the next level and keep researching to learn even more about it. Like for me, I'm learning taxes and it's like, cool. I could, I just get in the weeds with it. But, you know, if I have questions that are super complicated, this is, I can input it and see if the answer that they provide is validated and continue to validate it with what I learn. But I think that you'll always be testing and you'll always be learning. And, you know, my good friend Bree said that. And it just, it resonates with me because content is not perfection and the outputs and the inputs are not always the truth. Yeah, especially coming out of Google. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you one thing. Go ahead. But people just don't realize that. They're like, oh, Google's the truth. I'm like, cool. I just made an article and I put it about like bumblebees, like honey. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I know the answer to this, but I think a lot of people at the beginning, I know, even myself, when when I first started generating content through chat, I would think that, I, you know, you would hear these rumors about how Google would flag things and how they could tell and. I just, I'm sure that they could tell. I'm sure there's some way they could tell anything they want to know through whatever way they want to figure it out. But at the end of the day, it would be virtually impossible for them to try to track as much content that goes out that's done by AI at this point. Well, I mean, Google has their own AI. And so their policies and things were probably A, written by AI. But at the same time, it's also about, you know, the competitive advantage, like someone beat them to the point. And so we advertise a lot on Google. We use Google and that's, you know, has been a primary resource for us. But now all of a sudden there's Bing and we're driving more traffic to Bing. We're making, you know, their vision come true. And so it's like Google's now oh no, what do we do to catch up? Well, we implement policies. Um, But yeah, I mean, they have ways to scan and crawl for AI generated content. And the only part about, you know, the inputs that you give Google or Bing is that it needs to be helpful. It needs to be to the point. And I think that is the reward in, in creating generative content. It's you can get to the point faster. You can still be helpful. You can still provide, you know, make it SEO optimized. You can do all these things with generative AI. And I just, you know, think it's a huge opportunity for both companies to realize that they are going to be competing with one another because Bing needs a comeback. So. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. So, all right. So what are you seeing within, let's talk about your group for a second. You're, what are you seeing, how are you seeing, I guess, maybe the female entrepreneurs, the female trades people, 
I was going to say tradesman. I know that would not have been right. <laughs> so how how are the late? How are they adopting this? How are they adopt? Are they getting? Are they like? Are they adopting it better than men? Would you say or no? I would not say that. I was. I'm in a lot of chat GPT groups on social media, and one of them actually showed us the demographics of that group, and sixty per the majority, I think, were men. And I think that the opportunity for us is to um, just in general for all of us to get on board. But the women in the trades, they are we were teaching it, you know, like Brianna, me, like we're all out there talking about it. And really, and Amanda Trilio of Grasshopper, you know, they're coming to present at a marketing summit in Austin with us. And we're just going to talk about it. And we know that it's not a hundred percent perfect. And everyone I talked about at my last summit and they were like, well, do you know, it's only from this date from 2021. And I'm like, okay, but what did you have before? You didn't have anything because you just didn't have the time to do it. (laughs) So take it for what it is. It's content is not perfection. It is just simply almost like a template there for you to edit and make it yours. So, I mean, I think we all have the opportunity. It doesn't depend on, you know, if I'm a female or a male. It's just some are more adverse to being on the bandwagon first. And we just all need to jump on it and figure it out. That's I interesting. I would have thought, I, I would have expected a different answer than that. I Just because I think women, I think they adopt things quicker than men. I don't know why I think that. I think what you don't know, you don't know, right? And not everyone is a marketer. Not everyone is paying attention to everything that Google and Bing and all of this generative AI stuff. And that's what that's a big thing that I've learned, you know, even talking about it and showing them. They're like, well, what is that? You know, and I was like, oh, it's going to make your job easier. And when they are enlightened by by education, I think that's the step of it. You know, it's just you hit a press release and you're like, okay, I don't have time for that. But it's really about continuing that conversation with anything. And so I think that's just what we have to do is continue the conversation, show them the capabilities and develop, you know, products that make it easier for them to use generative AI. And then we have to train them on how to do that. And we also have to train our language models, you know, it's it's going to be messy. It's going to be kind of weird, you know, when everyone comes out with all these products because, you know, the way that you input the props is the way that it's going to come out. And it's your own brain thoughts of how the input is. And I think that's the cool part. It's that everyone has a different thought. So I'm glad you brought up prompts. That was good, by the way. I like that. That was really okay. great. <laughs> So prompts, I want just for anybody that's listening that doesn't necessarily know what a prompt is, because I'll tell you, you know, six until six months ago, I, if you would have said that word to me, I would have been like, I have no idea what that means. Right. Right. So for everybody listening, can you kind of explain that? And then I'd love to hear about some of the things that you've created, because I know that this is something that you enjoy doing. Yeah, it's a passion project for me, you know, but prompts are basically the way that it's a language model, right? So it's learning from your language and 
everyone speaks. And then when they speak, they type differently of how they put things out. I'm trying to explain it like a, like a, you know, in, in the most easy terms. And so the way that you speak is the way that you search sometimes. And you're putting in these keywords, which is what's finding the relevant search for you on the back end. And it's the same with the prompt. You're adding, you're saying, create a CSR script for a membership outbound call to get them to book their appointment. I would like a 85% conversion rate, but you know, and it to generate, you can go crazy. You can add in all these things. But all you're doing is testing the information of the output because is it going to make that conversion rate happen for you? Is it going to produce that script that that works? You won't know it until you try it, but why not try it? And so I think that's like the prompt is your thoughts in words, if I can say that, to help it find the information, the predictive text that it'll pull and create an output for you to make your business more automated and efficient. Agreed. And I think one of the key things that you said was create, because if you don't start it out with create lot, because I, I use that with just about every single thing I put in, mm-hmm. because I feel like I get a better output that way. And I think if we could give people like one simple takeaway, of like this little segment of the conversation is start this thing out by saying create, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of just human language from there. Yeah, create or act or leave out the original prompt because sometimes it'll put the original prompt in. So it's you're telling it what to output. So you really have to think if, and you test it in the first outputs, not always perfect. And then you're like, oh, I need to leave this out. Well, it, write that in the prompt, leave this out or add in my business name or add in my phone number and you give it the phone number you give it your business name, it becomes personalized. The one thing with that, you know, chat GPT and um, the content that you put in, it's going, it's content that's saved somewhere. Right. And they have just come out with, you know, you can remove your history and things like that, but don't just put in anything like all of your business information. I would still be really safe with that because there are compliance and I'd like one company put in their code and you don't want to put in your code because people can repopulate your code <laughs> because it's learning from your inputs. So I would just be when you think of prompting things, think of what you want it to do. Do you want it to write something for you? Do you want it to create something for you? Do you want it to educate you on? You know, those are all actions. You can start with the action and then who you are as the person that's writing that prompt. And then, you know, throw in some wild goals. Well, I want to get to a million dollars. Okay, why not get this try? Or a high converting script like at 85 percent you know you can do whatever you really want with this i built business plans like you know my one of my side businesses is working on tiny homes and so i built a giant business plan with i want 28 percent growth gross margin like these are my goals all these things and it 
populated all of this for me. Now, is it true? Is Are the expenses true? I don't know. I'll just play with them as I go. But, you know, even creating a business plan, some people stop at the ideation because they're like, oh my God, this is so much work. Let it do the work for you and then figure it out if it's right or wrong or if it's even close. Because why not? You have to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, yeah, it's wild. It's really wild. So you so you built prompts like you you build do you code the prompt do you uh, this is a, a different way we're talking about prompts here so do you actually go in and create like the code like in prompt base or i don't know if you use prompt base or whatever yeah so is that how you is that how you go about it that's how i did it yeah so i go to prompt base i sell my prompts on there i've also used apps to create an app you know to do prompts and things like that. It's like I said, it's the wild west. So you just got to figure it out and new products are coming out to make it easier every single day. But it's, you don't have to sell your prompts. You can just go buy people's ideas and they're like $2.99, $4.99 and they could generate millions of dollars. So um, you don't have to necessarily be the inventor. You could just be the person that's saying, here's five stars. This did work and it gave me what I needed. And But know that those prompts will constantly be iterated on because there's always a key word that you could be leaving out of your thought to clean up the, the output. Yeah, totally. I, I think there was two pages of prompts when I built my first prompt. Two pages. Yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't look, I don't really go to it anymore because I don't really, I don't really build prompts anymore, but I was dumbfounded at how many different options there are. You can find a lot of stuff there. Yeah. What is the coolest thing that you've, if you can tell me, what's the coolest thing? Like what's made your life so much better? What is the, like one of the things that you've discovered throughout this path of finding different prompts and different tools that has just been mind-blowing to you? I think it's just mind-blowing seeing how people are just, you know, taking it on and uh, and and how fast it's going. It, that's what's mind-blowing to me. It's such an innovation. It's such a cool thing for me to learn and be a part of, you know, communities that are just popping up because people want to help people and programs that are like have been around and finally are getting seen. And I, I, you know, making life easier, making documentation easier, making videos easier, making chats easier, making customer service to the next level because we created an instant gratification economy and so how do we feed it? You know, Google likes to eat. How do we feed Google? How do we feed our search engines? I just, I'm, I am just floored by all of it. And it just, I want to just jump in, but I have to turn my brain off at some point. So, <laughs> yeah. So have you used the auto GPT? So here, I'll tell you in a second why I asked that question. I interviewed a dude yesterday that just, um, he explained that he has he has a way that he can click or he can save a Twitter post, right? One Twitter post. And from that Twitter post, he clicks save. It sends it to Notion. It talks back and forth with 
not open chat. What uh, auto chat, auto GPT? I think it is one of those two. Auto GPT. Does that sound familiar? There are so many new things. I mean, I'm sure there's an auto GPT, but like open AI. Well, so it's like it's two chatbots. Okay, let's just call it 007 and 008. And so these two chatbots talk to each other and figure out whatever the thing is that you and I would have to type into chat GPT to figure out. Right. Mm. He put the Twitter post, it goes to Notion, it does the chatbots, and it feeds out a blog post, all kinds of different. And I'm like, he's like, one click, Corey. I'm like, holy shit. That's yeah. unreal. It's- I know, <laughs> but that's the thing is like you want it, you want a minimum input and maximum outputs, right? And the more that you can build, even just creating prompts, you like, okay, I want table one to have this. And then I want you to create another table and then keep going because I mean, that's what we don't, we need to be more automated and efficient. That's creating it for us. It's not just about, I need a CSR script. Well, no, I need a marketing campaign for a direct mail piece for an email for my you know and then I need you to explain it to my CSRs through a memo and then I need you to have a CSR script well now I've got to take it to the technician level I need a technician script I need and a technician script to sell an add-on sale and then that add-on sale is going to be installed well my installers are going in I want them to ask for a review I want them to see if there's an add-on sale for that piece so it just keeps going right and so you can create all of this with a prompt yeah so all right we'll shift from that for a second I know we beat this to like a complete dead horse and that that probably people are rolling their eyes at this point but that's fine (laughs) So let's talk about your, you just had a summit. I know Dan just spoke at it, right? Didn't Dan yeah. just speak at it? Yeah. So you just had it. I want you to tell a little bit about that and then also talk about the one that's coming up. Yeah, most definitely. So with Service Titan, we are hosting Marketing for the Trade Summits. And what it was originally was we wanted to help as many people as we could within the bandwidth that we have. And the goal of content is always to scale but how do we do that? And so randomly we started in Texas and we just threw out on our Facebook group. We're like, Hey, we're going to come teach this product. Would you like to come? It's a free course at that time. And all of a sudden we had people showing up, learning from our product managers, learning from me. And that was just kind of amazing. And so we saw the success of that and we brought it to other, we brought it to Tampa and now we're going to Austin. And luckily for me, I'm honored to know some of the most greatest marketers in the trades and they are amazing people who are willing to help. And they're aligned with our passion and our purpose, which is serving the trades and our people. And so they all kind of gave their time and, and came to help sponsor this event. So we're we can speak to a small group of people because we wanted to keep it small because we wanted to keep it intimate so that they would take action. And, you know, we charge for these summits now, but it's because we want you to come. We want you to learn and we want you to learn just to take your thoughts to the next level when it comes to marketing and realizing that, you know, marketing is everywhere and it hits your bottom line pretty hard if it doesn't convert. 
and we want it to convert for you. So we're able to get back to the trades by going to Austin. Salt Lake is up after Austin. Austin's in two weeks. Salt Lake is in July. And then we're finalizing it in Glendale for the year with these small events. And I'm just super excited and super honored that people are supporting our mission and our goal to help as many people as we can. Well, I want to I want to highlight something you said. It is important that I think it's absolutely important that you do charge for this for the simple fact of, you know, people, it's hard enough to take action to begin with, right? If when you go to these things and you take a bunch of notes and you get just flooded with information, like, you know, you might be jacked up for a week, maybe, but the implementation part is the hardest, especially for people like you and me that have ADHD, like we get super fired up, but then it's time to actually do the thing. It's eh you know, or you forget about it or whatever that case may be. And if it's free, my experience is people are not going to get half as much stuff out of it if it's free. And that's just a fact. And that sounds like you're just trying to hustle money, but it's just not the case. It's just not. People it's do not. know. So yeah, can you speak about that? These are like thousands of dollars, right? And we, and still, we still don't take action from them. But the ones that we have created are, workshop oriented. So it's, we're going to dive in together. They are, we're not just speaking at you. We're learning with you. And we're going to ask you to ask the hard questions for us because we want you to take action. We want you to be successful. We want to see you grow. And all of the vendors that have came about to volunteer, I have Wizard of Ads, Ryan Shoot. I have Brianna Skiffington of Ad Leverage. I have Crystal Williams of Lemon Seed. I have, um, you know, Eric Thomas of Rival Digital. Got so many people like Ryan Redding of Levergy. Just so many good people that are constantly willing to give their help. And I'm floored. Like I'm just floored by these people. And I just can't wait to help the trades as much as we can. Yeah, 100%. I love that. And when you say it's small, can you give like, when you say it's small, is there a limited number of seats? How do you do it? Yeah, so there's a class size of 40 right now, and it's not recorded. We're thinking about recording it. Yeah, you have these people one-on-one with you, just sitting in a room. You can ask us whatever you want. We have product managers from our Marketing Pro product out there. You you know, we're here to help. And so like, we're giving you all of our attention and the next summits are a day and a half summits because you could, it was overwhelming having it in one day. We just did a one day one and the amount of content and the way that you walk away with your brain thoughts, you're just like, wow, that's a lot. Where do I start? And so we pushed it to a day and a half, but really these could be three days. (laughs) It could be, you know, a very long summit with all the information and with more vendors out there that are willing to come out and help the trades. 40 people that I'm so shocked that you just said that. Like if they, you know, hopefully people are still listening to us ramble about AI, but that is so important that you only have 40 spots because look, you can get one-on-one information from people. Like who does an event for 40 people, right? That's super cool. Yeah. I mean, like I worked with Wizard of Ads and it costs a lot of money to go out there and have a consultation and things like that. And 
you know, I, I, when I reached out and they were like, yeah, well, we're in. And I was like, okay, thank you, Ryan. And thank you, Crystal. And I just can't thank them enough for showing up because I 100% believe that the trades show up and I know it because I am the trades and I have shown up for people and I see my friends showing up for people and I want to help showcase them because they all deserve to be known, seen and heard too. Um, They're brilliant marketers. And so I'm just super excited to help as much as I can. I love it. So what are the dates? What are your next dates? So the summit in Utah is July 20th through the 21st. Glendale is December 7th through 8th. And Austin is currently sold out. So yeah, we're going to be in there in May 11th and 12th. That's fantastic. Thank you. Well, I know that we're getting close to time. Dude, this has been great, Sarah. I really appreciate you, you know, shooting the shit with me about AI. And, you know, you can tell where your heart is. And that's what, you know, that's where this is. That's where it's at, you know. Um, you seem like a, you're just a genuine person. And so I'm really grateful to have had you on today. Could you tell everybody where they could find you? Yep. You can find me on LinkedIn under Sarah Gerardo or on Facebook under Sarah Gerardo or anywhere that you type in Sarah Gerardo. <laughs> we'll, make sure, we'll make sure it's spelled right in the notes. Yes. <laughs> Well, Sarah, have a great day. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.